Hello and welcome to Breakfast Bites with Four Loco and Churro. All right, so today we are going to be talking about corporate jobs and, you know, consumerism in general. Capitalism. Capitalism, if you will. So I thought we'd start off by listing some of the jobs we've had. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? I mean, yeah. There, I guess I'll I'll say it's established bias. I've never worked a corporate job. Mm-hmm. I've just worked uh, just retail and construction. Okay. I mean, not construction, retail and hard labor. That's all I've ever done. Okay. I feel like you have some interesting opinions and potentially questions. Um, Do you want me to be more specific? No, that's okay. I mean, I think, so for me, I've done corporate jobs. I've also done stuff in, like, education um, between things like, you know, TAing or tutoring. Um, But, yeah, I'm currently in a corporate job, and it is uh, sucking the life out of me, I think is probably the best way to put it. Um, But, yeah, I guess I was just... I wanted to do this because I think that a lot of the sort of societal norms that we say are like, oh, well, you have to do this because this are based in capitalism. And if we were outside the system of capitalism, that our lives would be, I think, happier and freer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I guess the biggest thing for me that I've thought about a lot is we go to school, which obviously we need to learn in some capacity. And so the way that our society has brought that into power is that we go to school versus, you know, learning a trade or learning from your parents, learning from family. And admittedly, the school system, I think, has potentially quickened the pace of people, you know, creating new technologies but I feel like it's been a detriment to us sort of living free lives. Um, The fact that I have student debt because I went to school so that I could get a good job pay for things. And so now because I wanted to pay for things, I have to spend a bunch of money that's not even mine that I'm paying off of school that I already did so that I could get a job. But now it's a pandemic, so jobs are few and far between. So I'm trying to pay off student loans Yes. So I guess my biggest thing that I wanted to talk about was what do you think um, when you think of like your dream life, what do you picture? Not having a job, obviously. (laughs) But like, that's like the like the modern sentiment nowadays. It's like, what's your dream job? My dream job is to not have a job. Like (laughs) we all wish we could just win the lottery and just live off that forever. You know. So do you. What do you picture your ideal, like, living situation? Like, would you be in a city, in the country? Would you be in America? What do you think? Um, city life in America. Okay. I say maybe, like, I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I do know what I want, I do know what I want to say. So, you know, don't, don't stop me. But I don't know enough about like property tax and stuff like that for me to decide if I want to be renting my whole life. Because if money's not the issue, what do I care? You know, 
mm-hmm. renting, if I want to buy like a condo or something, or if I want to just buy like an actual house, which all those things are even even more issues. They're just issues on top of issues because of the whole housing market crisis and all that stuff. There's mm-hmm. just in, let's just say in a perfect world. Yes. In a perfect world, I would just buy like a little house or something. And then just to have somewhere to come back to, because if I had the money, I would just learn. Just go to school and like learn stuff that I don't even need to know. I would yeah. learn like a whole bunch of different fighting styles just because I can. Ooh. Stuff like uh, that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, that's the big one for me is it's like, I have all of these thoughts and ideas, but most of the things I want to do, like travel, like you need money for, you know, Um, or at least you need money for the initial getting there. And then you got to figure it out, right? Like you can either get a job while you're away in some capacity. You can try to live off of the generosity of human beings, which is a hard life to live. But, you know, I don't know, I guess. When you picture yourself, so you said that you don't want a job. So if you're not working and money isn't an obstacle, what is your dream? Like, what do you see yourself doing on a day-to-day basis? Uh, well, yeah, I said learning, but also eating. Okay. Eating is one of my passions. If you can, I don't know if you can tell, but that's something <laughs> I'm passionate about food in general. Maybe maybe I'd start a business. I would okay. love to have a bakery. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. So when you say learning, you already you started talking about like fighting styles and stuff. So you wouldn't necessarily be like going back to college. You would like be just See, learning from experience or the idea of like education, most people will like automatically assume education will come from an institution such as mm-hmm. like a school or something but no you can learn pretty much anywhere like you could just go to somebody who's like a master of a trade for example it's kind of like in the old days and yeah. you could you could straight up just pay them to teach you and sometimes they're willing to do that you know yeah and then yeah. there's like restaurants and stuff that have classes and stuff so not all learning comes from schools let's let's say that too Definitely. I mean, I am a huge proponent for that. Um, I mean, my biggest thing, my biggest goal in life, I think, is once I've paid off my student loans, is to have enough savings to make it over to hopefully a place like Japan mm-hmm. and then live off of my savings and jobs that I work while over there, just essentially moving either across the continent or going from japan to like you know mainland going through those countries potentially even hopping on a flight to europe or to africa maybe going to australia at some point but it's trying to learn about cultures and just living living you know like it's crazy to me that my current life is i wake up sometimes at 5 30 to go to work i do all of this. So I work in accounting. So I pay all of these people to potentially even have to stay as late as nine or 10 PM, which at that point, you know, it's more than 12 hour days to go home, be so exhausted that I can't do anything more than stare at my phone um, and then go to sleep and then do it all over again the next day. And 
for me to say that that's my life right now, it's just, <laughs> it's very depressing for my weekdays to be filled with it. So, I mean, it's nice to, you know, have time to hang out with my boyfriend or do a hobby or learn a new skill. But because I have to be in the situation of paying off my student loans and having a job, it's just so hard to like live the life that I want to. I've told myself that my goal in life is to find my happiness. And I don't know. It's this moral dilemma of like, I could live my happiness now and not really have a job, do enough to get by and have maybe a job where I can be outside more and have more free time or more flexibility, but you know, it almost doesn't exist. And if it does, it's not going to pay me well. So it's like, do I try to just scrape by for five or six years while also paying off my student loans? Or do I go deep and hard into this job that I have that feels like I'm going nowhere with it and then pay off my student loans in two years and then, you know, live this happy life. And, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things where like quarantine and the pandemic, I feel like has really gotten a lot of people to start thinking. And I was one of them before the pandemic and during. And now it's like summer is coming and I'm about to be working throughout the entirety of the day when it's sunny. Like in an office. Ugh. Like I for people to say that they could do this for the next like 40, 50 years, whatever, until they retire is crazy to me. Like, I feel like that's, and I don't know, how do you feel about that? Like, do you see yourself continuing to work your entire life? Do you think you're going to try to do something where you make more money at some point and save and not have a job? I feel like I'm also coming from a place of privilege, having been able to go, and get not only my bachelor's, but my master's. So I don't know what's, I, I would like another perspective on this. What do you think? Um, there's a lot of factors to make a long <laughs> story short. You know, I could have gone to college. I could have like, if I actually tried it, I probably could have gotten like a scholarship or something. Yeah. If I honestly did, but I didn't, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of different factors. Um, I could give you like any bunch of number of excuses. But yeah, I mean, it's very different because, like I said earlier, I've worked nothing but hard labor. So to me, like a desk job seems like a dream. Like that's, that's, I don't want to work. Obviously, no one wants to have a job. Yeah. Realistically. But, you know, you need to have money. Um, But yeah, to me, that, that seems like a dream. Like having a, having this, a stable job is a dream to me because I, I can't find anything. I've been looking for a job for like months. Yeah. I still can't find anything. Anything that I would like. Because there's there's jobs out here, but they don't pay very well. And they they include a lot of a lot of work for that pay. And I don't know. It's just not for me. But yeah, yeah. um in general terms, it okay. it is kind of scary having someone be like, Oh, like I'm gonna sit down and do this one thing like for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. it's not something that people plan but like that's just the reality of it like most corporate jobs they don't have like a super big amount of movement so that whenever you're installed into like a location or doing a certain task you end up doing that same thing over and over again right yeah 
that's my understanding of it based on like people that I've known and like the internet and such and such. So yeah, um, to me, it seems like a good idea at first, but also I, I can see how it's like a bad thing too, because I wouldn't want to be like cooped up sitting down for like hours on end. But the idea of like a desk job is still like appealing to me just because it's not hard labor, but that's not a very, um, it's not a very good comparison. You know, it's like, would you rather lift rocks all day or would you rather like sit in front of a screen all day? You know? Yeah. I think what's interesting to me too is, you know, the people that I talk to at work, because the people that I work with are older, like, I work with a couple of people around our age, but for the most part, they're like over 30, probably 40, 50, 60, you know? Um, and so it's funny to me because I'll be like, you know, just really bogged down and stressed at work. And in order for them to make me feel better, they're like, oh, well, you know, you're working really hard now. Continue working like you are and maybe you can move up in the company. And to like... That is not a goal. That is not something to look forward to to me because that makes me feel like I'm going to just get stuck further into a job that I do not like, you know? And I just think it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people our age, if it was the same situation, they might almost say like, you know, work in the job for a year or two, get it on your resume and then go work somewhere else, you know? And I just think that's such an interesting sort of difference in our like a lot of the younger generations and some of our generation's mindset versus, you know, the older generations. Um, And I'm curious to see like what that's going to look like in 20 years. You know, if people of our generation are constantly switching jobs because they're not satisfied, they get laid off. They, you know, there's a, a multitude of reasons why we wouldn't stay in a job for the whole 40 years or whatever. But I'm curious what it's going to look like once we've all decided to just eh, not necessarily decided once we've all ended up working, you know, seven jobs by the time we're 30 and then we're all 30 year olds like, okay, well, I still haven't really found my place. And so is it going to be that we all start creating our own businesses where we're doing, you know, maybe it's not even like, you know, creating a product. Maybe it's that, you know. Like I've considered starting to nanny or babysit and that'd be sort of my job. And so it's one of those things where it's like, what is the world going to look like in 10, 20 years when all the people that are retirement age have retired and everyone else is just kind of floating by, you know? Yeah. Have you? like, um, Like, go ahead. No, go for it. Um. It's just a very broad topic because there's a lot of things we can bring into the conversation. Like yeah. I'm thinking about capital in general, like because we don't have like these um either we don't have or we don't want to keep like the stable I'm doing air quotes, stable kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's like the whole thing about retirement funds and stuff like that. It's like not a lot of people are gonna go through and like collect the whole thing and stuff like that. So then social security is gonna need to be strengthened and all this. I'm just thinking about a whole bunch of different stuff. I'm not that smart, so I can't talk to you about it. But I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> it's starting to factor into other different things. Um, but right now, I'm more thinking about, like, see, that's 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 me right now. Like, I, I've worked a whole bunch of different jobs, and I don't have anything that I wanted to stay at. And I feel like that's also, like, an 
like an old people thing, like staying at one job the whole time. Yeah. Because the younger younger people, well, really, honestly, we don't really put up with as much because we know better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're like used to, I guess, because I, I like to think we're growing kinder, so to speak. So like, there's less of less abuse really that we're putting up with. In my experience, whenever I quit jobs, it's mostly because of like bad management and stuff, and I don't really put up with that. That's so, fair. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. It's crazy to think like what 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 what's what's it gonna look like later on because. I don't know if a lot of people our age are going to want to stay at whatever jobs, whatever. Because some jobs, whenever you go in, it just it's just kind of BS, right? Like you said, like, oh, I'll, I'll stay one or two years and just have it on my resume and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think I think in general trend, yeah, that's, that's where it's going to end up being. Like, people are either going to have to start making their own businesses or, like, I guess just dealing with it or something. That's, yeah. what I, that's how I see it. I feel like ideally what would happen is we all start almost you know instead of money being the issue it's trade you know it's like oh I do this I can babysit your kids if you'll go you know fix the roof of my house for however long you know like I know it's not gonna happen while we're alive and that capitalism is probably gonna get a second third fourth fifth eighth thousandth wave of everyone getting like buying into it but it just feels like we're all so just so what I've heard and what I've obviously experienced is that our generation so I guess it was specifically talking about millennials but I feel like the cuspers which is what we are and then even like the slightly older gen z is we've experienced so much change in our lifetimes that I think that's also a big factor in why we don't really believe in staying somewhere for 40 years because nothing in our lives that's happened has made us think that anything is going to be the same, even in five years. I mean, like not even just like even pre COVID think about it. It's like, we went from having house phones and pagers to around middle school, high school, we all started getting cell phones. And then not only was it just able to, you know, call and talk to your friends but then it became smartphones and you could do everything on your phone and then at the same time there was you know all of the economic just devastations that we've been through in the past 20 years and then the natural disasters that have happened and the you know terrorist attacks and things that have just literally like shocked the world um and for anyone to think that our generation is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing this same thing in five years when we've had no stability in our lives. Like, if there's ever an interview question where it's like, where do you see yourself in five years? I always just want to look at the person and be like, I don't know. Where do you think I'm going to be? Because I certainly couldn't tell you. Um, am I going to be at this job? I don't know. Is the market going to crash again? Am I going to need to move back home? Am I, you know, it's just, it's wild to me that this that we're expected to do all of these things that don't make any sense anymore. Um, and so I know one thing that's been happening that I think is so interesting is um, so um, jobs that are more um, I've mainly heard about it in like the food industry with people working at like, you know, fast food, but I think it's, you know, sort of the general anyone with 
you know, minimum wage jobs are feeling this where we're losing a lot of workers, whether it be, you know, because they're now able to collect unemployment or because there's just not the need for them or now there's the need for them. But people are like, why would I work at a job for less than a living wage when I could collect unemployment and continue to look for a job that's going to pay me and give me benefits and give me all of these things. Yeah, Uh, for sure. Yeah. And it's this, this super interesting shift where um, you saw it during the pandemic where when quarantine was happening, where they, everyone was like, we need to stay home so that we don't, you know, continue to, infect everyone oh except for the people that um are working jobs that we feel are you know essential when it's like but was were the fast food restaurants really essential or could we have maybe i don't know given everyone some money or opened things up to where we all had food to where people didn't have to work um and then there was that shift from like um and it seemed like it was more like upper middle class kind of people that wanted to get their hair done or their nails done or those little like things like that where they were like yeah let's open up the cities again oh i don't want to go back into work but i really want to get my hair done so let's just open up work for people that are working for me um but then not giving those people any extra help when they're having to buy new supplies, completely redo their stores, cater to all of these needs, buy all of these, um, you know, hand sanitizer and masks and whatever. Um, And just like the general government's lack of caring for their people is very frustrating. Um, This, I guess, is more just a general rant on the government and capitalism in general. Um, so please, if you have anything you would like to rant about in this specific area, I'm all ears. Um, I have plenty of other topics, but I just want to make sure that I'm not just rambling the entire podcast. Yeah, um, I got a couple. Okay. First off, were you an essential worker? Because I was, in quotations, I was. I worked at a car shop, a body shop. Mm-hmm. Um, during the beginning stages of the pandemic and we never closed down yeah I so I was actually abroad when the pandemic hit so I had to come back home and I did not have a job so I wasn't doing much of anything for the first two months and then I started doing um like food delivery mm-hmm. so I became essential um yeah it was it was a different experience being like the only human interactions I had were at with people behind a counter and then briefly maybe seeing a person and handing them food or leaving it at their door and like knocking and leaving before I saw who they were. Um, it was just, you know, a very cold experience all around. But, yeah, I did become essential. I did have that experience that you said where there's like essential workers and like, I guess richer people were like, oh, I need, I want this to happen. I want this, this, and that. Because mm-hmm. at the body shop that I worked at, it was nothing but like expensive cars. And I'm like, how am I essential? First of all, that's what I was thinking. But then I saw all these like richer, richer people coming with their expensive ass cars and stuff. 
and I started to see exactly what, what you said. Like, there was the first shutdown, in quotations, I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they opened it up. They're like, oh, this, this, and that's going to open, but we're not going to go back to work. And then the whole thing with, like, the government not – it's possible. I, I may not be, like, an expert on economics, but, I mean, if we can spend, like, a hundred – you know, thousand dollars on whatever we can send billions to Israel, stuff like that, for like war, but we can't feed the people. Yeah, it's like all right, whatever. I guess I don't know the semantics of it. I don't free Palestine, but um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just seems dumb to me that we we spend so much on defense. In quotations, defense. It's yeah, American Empire, but okay, but we can't feed the people. Yeah. yeah. The the whole argument currently with, like, minimum wage and raising it to $15, any arguments against it are so just, um, they don't understand the full potential of it, right? Because I've heard the argument where, like, well, if the minimum wage is $15, then how are, you know, small businesses going to pay their employees? And it's like, well... If we were able to pay the employees and they were able to work and other people were also getting this $15 an hour or more, hopefully, then they would have more money to spend to come into these businesses, these smaller businesses that not always, but sometimes might have higher prices and they're able to go to these smaller shops and spend their money. So then they're making more income. So then they can pay their workers $15. And it's a cycle. It's literally economics. So when they're like, it has to be $7.25 so that, you know, we can pay for it. It's like, who is we? Because it can happen. If everyone raised it, everyone would then have the money to spend to then work it back into the economy so that people could get paid more. Um, yeah, I just living wage. Come on, people. It's just, it's ridiculous that people are still starving and going hungry when we are such a wasteful society. I feel like everything that I have against capitalism is, it ties into every other aspect of my life. It's ridiculous. It's wanting the freedom to do what I want, not having to worry about money in order to live a life at all. You know, it's not just that I want to live, you know, this extravagant life i just want to be able to live somewhere and to have food and have enough money to do that um but also living in a place like living in this society where waste is just such a normal thing that happens and for us to not realize that if we were to consume the amount that we needed that there would just be more food and supplies for everyone and we wouldn't have to spend as much on it and then more people could afford it uh (laughs) yes um but yeah so my current job is soul sucking because it is like the epitome of working in a job where all i do is pay other people money to continue to spend money so that we can have people so i'm in i'm essentially in real estate so it's paying out agents so that they can then continue to sell more homes to people who have to buy or sell their homes. And then in order to buy a home, you probably have to sell yours or to 
get out a loan or a mortgage on a house to buy this house. And then, you know, it's just this crazy downline of the people that I'm paying are continuing to just work capitalism, you know? And I mean, I realize people have to buy and sell houses, sure. But in the way that it works now where so many people have to get involved, it's crazy that we've gotten to the point in society where in order to buy a home, you have to also have a lawyer and a third party that works with the money and then another party that takes in the money and pays people out. Um, and then it's become so complicated that that's how it has to be, you know? <sighs> it's just crazy that there's so many arbitrary rules that have been put into place. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, there's like property value. There's like house rent, homeowners association. Mm-hmm. All is I said house rent. It's mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying like housing rent. I thought it was two statements. So <laughs> got to remember your accounting. Assets equals liability plus owner's equity. Don't forget. Wow. But yeah, um, yeah, you didn't think I knew that, huh? Um, I didn't know that. So <laughs> you didn't know that? Yeah. I I didn't I didn't major in accounting. I don't know how I ended up here. Um. Uh, it was one of those things where I, it was a Facebook shout out, like, hey, anyone need a, need someone to work a job? And then I applied and they hired me. So, you know. If only it were that easy for me. We'll I see. mean, to be fair, I only found it because my mom works for this company in Houston. And so when I moved, I needed a job and Man. to reach out. And it's, yeah, it's all about is, connections. Isn't there, isn't there a phrase for that? Is that nepotism? Um, so I think it definitely could have been, but when they called me to like do the interview and stuff, I don't think they expected much from me and I don't know that they were necessarily going to hire me, but luckily my resume and my interview skills shone through. So while it's just, I got the initial, Hey, send our, send your resume here because of my mom. Um, I do believe that I got the job based on merit so there you go speak, <laughs> speak your truth i will say another thing about jobs nowadays mm-hmm. most of the jobs i've gotten were just because of like word of mouth it wasn't like my application that was strong it was yeah. okay it wasn't my interview skills which are strong but it's just like most of the jobs that i've gotten is just like some dude was like hey like you want to work or yeah. one of my cousins my brother's friend my brother my mm-hmm. uncle, you know, it's always just word of mouth. It's like, if you want to work, here's a job. Yeah, that's I mean, worked fine for me, but then realistically, that's like a lot of people. That's how they get their jobs nowadays, in my experience, at least. Yeah, I mean, as someone who has multiple times in their life now gone through the whole sending out my resumes into the abyss that is you know, all of those recruiting websites are like, you know, Indeed, Glassdoor, LinkedIn, whatever it is, the job websites, um, and hearing nothing back or only getting responses from companies that I have then quickly realized were some form of like multi-level marketing scheme. Um, It's crazy because they, that's the other thing is there are now people whose income and salaries are based on tricking other people into working jobs mm-hmm. like, 
the only way for you to make money is for you to bring other people into the department to do the same thing you're doing, which is usually very like minimal, almost stupid jobs where it's like, <laughs> it's crazy. And then like some of them where it's literal scams, like I have found, a heard about this one scam that I, um, at one point in my application processes, I have on multiple occasions just decided to go with it when it comes to um, potentially getting scammed because I'm curious to see where it goes. So, you know, I'm I don't share personal information that I think they could ever, you know, bring back to me. But there was one where the scam that I learned is that you go through the interview process and then they're like, all right, you've got the job. It's fully remote though. So you need to buy supplies. So we're going to send you this check for $3,000. And with it, we're going to send you the items that we need you to buy. And so you cash the check. The check seems fine. It goes through, you spend the money on, you know, a laptop and a printer or whatever it is. And then the company goes, Hey, actually we sent you too much money. Can you send us a thousand dollars of that back? And then the people send the thousand dollars back. And then a week later, it turns out that the check bounced and that you've now just given this random company a thousand dollars. And so it sounds crazy explaining it now, But when you're in the heat of it and you need a job and someone's willing to give you money up front, it sounds amazing. And you're not really necessarily thinking about it. And so the fact that these people will prey on people that they know are trying to look for work and scam them out of money further is just, it's sickening, honestly. Like I, I was in a place where I definitely needed a job but I had savings enough where if I needed to wait another month or two, I could. So I had the privilege of being able to like take a step back and really look at it and look for all the signs that it could be a scam. But when I was looking through like Reddit posts and things, there were people that legitimately like they were in the doghouse and then spent this thousand dollars that they could never get back. And then what were they going to do? Sue this company that fake and they didn't really have any contact information that was real and then spend money on lawyers and going to court just to get potentially your money back but probably spending more in the process um and i don't know it's it's crazy that people have to go through this and that it's continuing to happen and that any Thing that the pandemic or quarantine brought on where it seemed like we were all like, yeah, let's work together. Everyone's a human being has now quickly turned back into, oh, well, I have a job and I'm doing fine. Why haven't you found one yet? It was easy for me. What have you been doing? It's obviously your fault, not the systems. Um, and yeah, I could continue to go on different rants is there anything I've said that you want to focus in on or you want me to just keep going? A couple things. Um, yeah, the way before I was going to say like small business is failing. Isn't that the whole point of the free market? Like that people want so bad, they want to keep the free market. It's like, Oh no, but we got to ship 
help small businesses. But if they fail, they fail. That's that's what the free market is. That's what you want. <laughs> anyways, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, another thing that's about the essential workers. Mm-hmm. It was like at first there was like, oh yeah, you're you're valid. You're we we care, blah blah blah. But then you know, there's nothing. There's nothing realistically that's been done to better the conditions of the workers. Nope. You know, I haven't heard of anybody getting like a big paycheck. You know, a big pay raise. We're mm-hmm. still at the federal minimum here in Texas, aren't we? Or is Isn't it, it seven twenty five or something crazy? Yeah. God. Yeah. I don't feel very essential at 725. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, And then the last thing. What was I going to say? What was the <laughs> last thing you said? I think it had to do with that. Um. Oh, oh yeah. I got I got I got it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I remember whenever I was looking at Indeed and stuff. Uh, we're not sponsored, by the way. Um, I would <laughs> see, like, a lot of, like, remote jobs and stuff. And then I, I would see... um. I actually applied to some of these jobs too. Mm-hmm. And then like I got some BS emails and that's that's when I knew. Yep. That, like I didn't go forward with it any cuz I've I've been uh I wouldn't say like a victim, but I've been like exposed to like scams and stuff. So whenever like it's mostly after the proposition that I'm like, yeah, no. It's not they they don't get me. But like I guess I I am I'm, I'm able to like see the bait. Like, first I see the bait, and that's when I'm like, okay, like, now I know. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard for some people, because they, I don't know if it's, like, they want to believe, or, like, they need the job that bad, but I think a lot of people, a lot of people would benefit about looking into the companies that they're applying to before they actually, like, go through with it. You know, it's as easy as looking it up on Google, looking it up on Reddit or something. Someone out there will be like, hey, this company is a scam, blah, 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 you know. Don't give them your money. Don't, you know, do business with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would benefit from doing that first. So if you're going to apply somewhere, if it's not a reputable company or like something like a big name or anything, make sure you look into it. Yeah, I would absolutely second that. I mean, if I've learned anything from job hunting, it's that if you find a company that you think is interesting and it's a smaller company or honestly there was one that was fronting as a big company look into not only the reddit posts like i will legitimately just put in xyz company is it a scam on google and there's usually a reddit post about it um especially if you live in a bigger city where people keep track of that kind of thing what tends to happen is there's one bigger conglomerate of essentially these like mlm companies And then they have like 20 different names. But if you look up either their parent company, the address that they're located at, anything like that, you'll find like 50 other companies that are, you know, wow, we're a small business of 20 people, but it's actually, you know, 20 different companies of 20 people. And then there's another set of those same companies in a different city. And so, yes, a big one is going to be looking up scams, but then also definitely use tools like Google and LinkedIn to your advantage if you know your interviewer's name. So going on either Google or LinkedIn and just typing in like the person's name and their company and seeing if you can find them. And then if you can, 
look into it a little further and see, is this the person I'm talking to? Because there was a company that I am still to this day sure that it was the fake company because they sent me a $3,000 check or something. I don't know, some amount of thousands of dollar money check. And then were persistent. As soon as the check was received, they were like, did you cash it? Um, have you cashed the check yet? Did you put, did you um, like essentially trying to force me into cashing the check so that I could spend money and send the money back. But yeah. that company was fronting as a big, like I think pharmaceutical company and the person's name that they were using was even a person's name that I found on LinkedIn but then they had me go through this random app called like, for some reason, I think it was called Telephone. It was like group me, but it was different. Like, I don't know what country typically uses it, but it was like, instead of doing a phone interview or a Zoom call, the interview was completely over this like WhatsApp app texting thing. And then it was pretty obvious that the person like, was just asking the most generic interview questions to try to get me to just feel like this was a real interview before they sent me the check. So looking up the people that you're applying for, whether it be the company, the people that you're interviewing with, if you do the initial sort of recruiting interview 15 minute thing that I feel like a lot of companies do now, ask questions about who their boss is, how long they've been there, try to find out as much information as you can because the other thing, and this is a company that I've actually been looking into recently, they seemed pretty good. Like they seem like they have all of this verbiage of their a big like marketing company, blah, blah, blah. But then if you look into it, really, it turns out that what I would have been doing had I accepted the job was they said, you know, you do two months of training and then you become a manager. And then once you're a manager, you get paid. 65k base once you have three clients and then it goes up 10k per client but then you have to ask questions like where do i get these clients who are they am i searching for them who's spending this 65k on me um also the kind of marketing and branding that they were doing was probably just going into a sam's club and trying to hand pamphlets to people and doing these jobs that you're not getting anywhere, right? You're doing jobs for people that no one wants to talk to you. It's not anything worthwhile. You're trying to sell them paper clips when they're trying to buy groceries. Like it's, it's crazy. So just definitely look into if you're on the job hunt, look into the company, look into if they're a scam, look at the people and also just start seeing the verbiage and like where emails are coming from. If you're getting, if you've applied to multiple jobs and you're getting the same email from different companies, but like they just changed the logo, I would highly recommend looking into that further because it's probably also a scam. Um, yeah, just beware, everyone. It's crazy out there. All right. Before we go back on topic, because we're, we're kind of becoming more of like a anti-scam, which is important yes uh, let's go back to corporate jobs now let me okay. before we go back though you got to mm -hmm. think about it in what you said to add on to that think about what are they paying you to do what where is the customer base you know who are you mm -hmm. trying to sell it to and what are you selling if they're mm -hmm. being very big about any of these it's probably a scam yes that's all i wanted to say 
All right, okay. Corporate corporate jobs. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought you had something to say on it, but um, yeah. so one of the other things is um, how to phrase it? It's like um, when and I we have kind of talked about this, but I think the thing that's so crazy to me is. I could be a well-qualified candidate, but if I'm just sending out resumes through LinkedIn, even if I send out 100, the number of interviews I would get is very low versus if you can, and this is, we're essentially still just giving you advice, but what I would say is the best way, and Cheryl, you mentioned this, to get a job is to know someone. So if you can in any way, friend the person on LinkedIn, send them a message, do something where if you look up that company on LinkedIn, and this is assuming everyone has LinkedIn, I would highly recommend getting it. I really think the only thing you need is an email um, to start. So everyone go to Google, get an email and get a LinkedIn because what's going to happen is if there's a company you're interested in or a job type you're interested in, go on LinkedIn, find a company, go to the company's page, find their employees, Find someone with either the job title you want or one similar and message them. The worst that happens is they don't message you back. Okay, fine. You were going to spend that time sending out a resume anyway. You might as well try to talk to someone because if you can talk to people, whether it's an actual recruiter at the company or for the company or just someone that's in your job, they can give you better advice and potentially tell your name to their manager better than a like a recruiter can on a resume that they've received a thousand resumes for, you know? Um, the likelihood that they look through all 1,000 resumes, probably pretty low. The likelihood that the manager looks at the resume of a person that was just even briefly mentioned to them by an employee, a lot higher. Um, which, I mean, we could definitely, I could go on a rant about how that's very... It's very dumb that you have to know people in order to get a job and you can't just do it based on merit when we're meant to do all of these things, like have a perfect resume and have all of this potential like education background or certificates or whatever it is for the job you're applying for, only for it to not mean anything if you don't know anyone at the company. But considering that as a system, I would say use it to your advantage. Um, if it's someone you knew vaguely from high school, if it's someone that you've never met before, but you went to the same college or you went to the same, um, I don't know, you were in the same club when you were like club soccer, when you were growing up, whatever it is, if you can find any sort of connection with them, or even if you can't just reach out, um, you're going to have a better time. I think, in the job hunt. Because, I mean, again, the worst thing that happens, they don't respond to you. Or they do and they say, hey, stop talking to me. And then you block them on LinkedIn and you never have to see them again. Um, yeah. Um, I know from personal experience that putting yourself out there and doing that is a lot easier said than done. But if you're having one of those days where you're finally motivated enough to just reach out, do it, please. I beg you, you will have a much better time with everything if you use those days that are good for you to your advantage. So, yeah. 
I think so. We've we've gone on for a while, so I think that's most of what I had to say. I feel like I gave a brief summary of a lot of the things that irk me about capitalism and corporate jobs in general. But um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I guess I could specifically talk more about corporate jobs and how dumb the hierarchy system is. But yeah, let me know what you what you think. All right. Uh, the name of the game nowadays is networking. Yes. Yes. It's all about networking. To get actual jobs, you have to network. Mm-hmm. I know that's the truth, but I've been still doing like online application like for months. Mm-hmm. And it's also a thing, location. Like I live out here in the middle of nowhere. You yes. know, not the kind of jobs that I would want to do out here. That's kind of been my big complaint. I think I've mentioned it a lot in these these podcasts is that mm-hmm. they don't have, there's no jobs here that I want to do. Maybe I'm just being too picky, but no, I've worked some of them and they were not good. Uh, Is there anything you wanted to ask me, though? Because you said you wanted my perspective. You know, that's why I'm here. Yeah, I guess. So. As someone who hasn't really worked a corporate job, I know that you've said that, you know, working in an office, having a stable job sounds amazing. What about it attracts you? Like, I mean, stability I get and in an office, but like past that. Like, what would you see yourself doing if you had a corporate office job? See, that's the thing. You can't even imagine it because I've never been there. Um, I don't know. Writing down information, you know, data transfers. I know some Microsoft Office, you know, yeah. Word, Excel, spreadsheets, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mainly just dealing with information, packaging information, giving it to somebody else who does something else with it, you know. Uh, I guess working in some kind of an assembly line because that's what I'm used to. So let's say somebody had a piece of a job and then they did their part of it and then they move it on to me. I do my part of it and I give it off to somebody else. That's that's kind of like what I would do. At, I worked at a steel mill for like mm-hmm. a good two years. That's kind of what I had to do. And I was thinking it might be something like that. But, you know, that's just based off my expectations, my imagination what I've seen on TV, you know, all those things. Obviously, I wouldn't know because I never worked one. So maybe yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking about it in like the easiest way. I'm like at least I'm not outside or something like that. Maybe that's yeah. all. That's that's the real appeal of it to me. That I'm not breaking my back. I'm just doing something else. So when you, because you, so I know that you don't live in a city with a lot of jobs. Or I guess I wouldn't even, I don't know if you'd call it a city, a town. You live in an area. But when you're saying like, oh, I'm picky. They don't have the jobs I want here. What what do you think of when you think this is the job that I want? Like you've, I don't think you necessarily need to tell me like a job title. But I'm just curious, like, if there's nothing out there, like, would you rather, like, is it, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just curious to see where your head's at in terms of see, the thing you is, I'm, about I'm what really, you're about. I'm not really picky because if I lived in the city, what would I be doing right now? You know, probably some kind of food service or I'd be still working at the body shop or I'd have more than one job, you know. It, I don't know. I don't have the uh, exact, you know, method. I don't have the exact information of what I would be doing. I most I would mostly just be doing whatever whenever it comes to me at first, you know. But I was thinking maybe some kind of warehouse job. Okay. Um, 
maybe not a bartender, but something close to it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not very picky. Is it, if you were to ask me, like, where, 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 where did I think I was gonna be, or would I see myself in the future? I was thinking maybe like some kind of middle management at some bar that's not super busy, but not super dead. You know, <laughs> I have the same kind of glasses. My hair is still short. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a flannel, a red flannel. I got okay. uh, arm sleeves. You know. <laughs> And I'm just living in a, a different city, I guess. Okay. What's so, about it? Yeah, I I'm mean, I guess I, I like that idea. I think that that's not a lofty goal. I feel like you can definitely achieve that. You just, again, I feel like it's, you know, time and place. I mean, are there no bars? Is there no real food service around there that you would even attempt to do? Because I feel like, unfortunately experience is key with jobs like that right and so it's like getting a job at a you know dinky bar dive bar whatever near you but then being able to say when you move somewhere that you'd like to live like hey I worked here for x amount of time let me start out as a bartender or a waiter or whatever and you know then you can work your way up um see the thing is it's like that was just an example. It's not really what I'm looking to do. And at the same time, the area that I live in is not that friendly for people like me. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, gotcha. It's not exactly dangerous, but it's not exactly friendly either. Oh, I'm sorry. That's. Mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could continue to talk about that, too. I think there is a lot to this topic. I think coming into it, it was just sort of a. I just wanted to rant because I am upset with the situation I have gotten myself into. But at the same time, you know, there's so many different offshoots of this that we could talk about for hours. There's levels to it. Yeah, it was a sort of general, here are my takes on things. And if we latched onto anything we did, I my, my notes are pretty much just <laughs> random thoughts that I had that I was going to talk about. So <laughs> You could always I've, do a part two. That's you, true. If you can coagulate your thoughts again. Okay. I'll probably, because I mean, I have, you know, my notes are everywhere and I feel like what I said was everywhere. So I'd have to listen to this another time or two to make sure that I have, uh, I can focus in on something better next time. But yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, hey, you're the boss, you know. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's all cause... I got. Yeah. Okay. What are you saying? Yeah. I mean, I think it was just because, like, to me, corporate life, I think a lot about, um, like, an actual office job. But, I mean, corporate life is also, you know, food industry, retail, anything else. And so even just being middle management is still corporate. So, you know, at what point is is it not corporate anymore? Um <laughs> What does corporate really mean at this point? Um, since everything is in the system, everything becomes an industry at some point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, one day I'll be a farmer on my own little plot of land with a little house, and I'll live a happy life. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> that last part, I can't guarantee that. But yeah, I'm just a little farmer, just doing my little farming thing. Yeah. All my crops might die because of all this rain. That's no. kind of but yeah that's about it that's all i got for you all right that was that's all i had 
over the you know the general course i suppose um thoughts or questions i don't think so i guess you know do you have any final advice for people out there either in jobs or looking for jobs uh yeah if you find anything let me know (laughs) shoot all right well thank you for being on the podcast with me and host with me um wow yeah and Uh, thank you i'll I'll come on whenever you ask me to of course yeah yeah um (laughs) maybe i can become a regular guest maybe yeah that'd be that'd be cool maybe we should talk about that off off screen yeah maybe we should (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you everyone for listening um i hope you got some useful advice feel free to reach out to us on all of our social medias it's um be fast bites um we're on goodness not tiktok yet but you know maybe but we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on spotify we're on wherever you want to find us um yeah we're everywhere um reach out to us feel free to message us ask us questions tell us what you like to hear what you didn't hear like to hear what you wish you had heard um and yeah one Thank thing you. I will say, I would like to have more engagement on Twitter because that's the one I'm more active on. I usually ask, like, not always polls, but I have questions that I ask based on what I want to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. Newer episodes need more answers, need more uh, responses. Because that yeah. way I can I know what to plan out and what to make of it. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so let us know. Let us know on social media. We're the two of us and the producer are the ones that run all of our accounts because, you know, we don't have people to do that. So you will be talking to us and I promise we will happily engage with whatever you would like to talk to us about. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Bye, everyone. See you. See you later. <laughs>